0: Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for the Pharmacy Leadership Podcast. Our discussion for this podcast series focuses on leadership topics within pharmacy practice, including the business of pharmacy, development of leadership skills, career transitions, and more. My name is Vicki Basilica, and I will be your host today for this episode. With me is Calvin Ice, Clinical Pharmacy Service Supervisor at Spectrum Health. And we're gonna be talking about clinical pharmacist productivity. So Calvin, let's just dive right in. What is clinical pharmacist productivity and why are organizations measuring it?
1: All right, thank you for the welcome, Vicki. So when thinking about productivity, productivity is fairly simple. It's measuring the output typically per labor hour. Uh, Where it becomes a little bit more complicated is when we're in a a service-based profession, like our clinical pharmacy services, and we have to determine how we're going to define that particular output. What are the metrics or what are the measures that we're going to use to define that output? And that's where things become a little trickier. Productivity is typically of pretty high importance to organizations. And specifically when we're looking at pharmacy services, we have a substantial cost associated with our services. So organizations want to be able to demonstrate the return on investment in those services. What's going to be our impact on patient care and how are we going to impact and contribute to the overall success of the organization from a pharmacy department perspective. That productivity can also be very useful in terms of both internal and external benchmarking um, when comparing those measures across different teams or different organizations.
0: So when we're using productivity measures, how is the clinical pharmacy workload defined?
1: That's a, that's a difficult question because workload can be defined in, in several different ways. Um, when we think about workload, it really has to encompass all of the activities that are related to our pharmacists providing patient care services. Um, Certainly, we may have components of uh, drug distribution and dispensing involved that can be rather easy to measure, but a a few other components of the workload um, include our overall cognitive work and the services that we provide, as well as the impact that we provide on value for our patients and directly with patient care. And overall, we have to blend that with the the labor expense and how that um, is an overall impact for both our department and our organization's. The workload can be a little variable um, from organization to organization, especially with different makeups in in pharmacy teams, reporting structures and and patient populations. But that workload, those workload measures may vary within the organization itself, um, especially when looking at different pharmacy teams. So for example, um, if we compare our inpatient pharmacy teams to our ambulatory care pharmacy teams, all within the same organization, we may have different workload measures so our pharmacist in the ambulatory care setting, um, patient visits might be something that is readily available and something that's regu- regularly tracked in terms of uh, a workload, but that's not necessarily applicable into the in the inpatient setting. So we've got to think about workload differently and how we define it differently.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of times we're trying to compare apples and oranges and it's just not gonna work. <laughs> What are some of the key elements to developing an optimal productivity model?
1: I think identifying, um, you know, a few elements of the productivity model are, are very important as you get started with developing that model. And really the first step in the foundation is defining what what are going to be your outputs. Like I mentioned previously, if we're defining productivity as output per labor hour, what are your outputs or measures or metrics that you're going to be evaluating? So having those in mind is really important when you start developing a productivity model. Um, As you establish those, it's also equally important to make sure that whatever metrics you're using um, have a heavy focus on automated data, Uh, you know, we don't all have time to sit and collect data or pour through and analyze data all the time. So what can you develop in terms of measures and metrics that are going to be readily available from your electronic health record, for example? When developing these models, it's also very important and critical that you know what your audience is and so that you're able to provide the appropriate level of detail if one of your metrics is looking at the number of warfarin consults completed, if you're presenting that to your pharmacy department, you may make it may break it down by individual pharmacists or individual units or individual service team. But if you're going to present that on an organizational perspective, you're probably going to aggregate that data um, and present kind of your overall impact on, you know, the number of warfarin dosing consults completed. So the reports that get set up might not have to be so granular and might be more simple to set up if you're presenting, for example, that on the organization level. Then a couple other key elements when, devi- when devising an optimal productivity model is to make sure that you're focusing also on value-based outcomes and the impact on patient care. And also looking for opportunities to partner with other groups or teams within your organization. If you all have a shared vision and what you're trying to accomplish for patient care, if you've got other teams that are involved in measuring similar or the same productivity metrics, that may help you gain some traction in terms of getting reports set up or having um, resources available to help analyze and report out the data.
0: That seems like there's a lot to do for anyone who's trying to measure uh, or put together models for productivity. Uh, Can you talk to me a little bit about some of the barriers to measuring clinical pharmacist productivity?
1: Absolutely. I mean, as you alluded to, there's a lot that goes into it. So one of the largest barriers is the time investment. And this varies, um, you know, based on the stage that you're in, in terms of measuring productivity. So there can be a substantial time investment on the front end with the individual pharmacist in terms of trying to document some of these activities. There's also a time investment in the planning stage of determining what you're going to collect and how you're going to collect it, time investment set in setting up those reports, um, especially coming from the electronic health record. And then time investment on the back end with analyzing that data and reporting that data. So that can be one of the biggest barriers to overcome and finding the time and the, the dedicated time to be able to complete all of those activities. As I mentioned previously, a lot of what we do as pharmacists is cognitive work in nature, and um, one of the other barriers is that some of our cognitive work may necessitate some additional documentation. Um, If I get asked for a verbal recommendation or I spend 15 minutes digging into a specific drug information request that information is not going to be readily identifiable or or pullable via any mechanism unless take an additional step to document that within the electronic health record or elsewhere, depending upon where the organization can pull data from. So that can be another barrier is asking our pharmacists to provide additional documentation that may not necessarily uh, be integrated in their current workflows. Uh, Another variable is just the variability in clinical pharmacy practice. I mean, certainly we have variability between institutions as we have different pharmacy team structures and different patient populations, um, but we also have variability within the organizations and even teams practicing within similar settings based on their specialties may have um, different practices that can make the internal and external benchmarking very difficult to complete. And then lastly, there are a few different pitfalls that may arise with um, some of the specific data. So we always, you know, get asked to look at you know our labor impact from a pharmacy perspective, but if we just look at labor hours, um, because our our department spans both labor hours as well as our medication budgets, which are typically very substantial, um, if we make changes or adjustments or recommendations to adjust our labor hours, that may come at the expense of increasing our overall drug budgets if we. Adjust labor hours and um, have less pharmacy personnel available to provide recommendations for more cost effective therapies or um, enforce restriction processes, then we may see the overall creep of medication expenses. So that's always something important to keep in mind as a countermeasure. And then also with some of the other data. Um, when looking specifically at some more operational-focused data, like time to order verification or number of orders verified or doses dispensed, it doesn't necessarily capture all the clinical interventions and in our our patient outcomes that um, are reflected based on our our cognitive work.
0: For sure. So, what are some examples of data that could be collected as clinical pharmacist productivity measures?
1: So, um, you know, within our electronic health records, there's a lot of data available. Um, But trying to develop a strategy to best collect that data and best report data from both that and other sources is is definitely one of the most important aspects of um, establishing our productivity measures. So when I think about the types of data, I kind of group them into three main categories. So the first category would be pulling data associated with some of our baseline patient care activities that are standard expectations. Um, involving data that is easily identifiable and pullable. So some examples there would be establishing time to order verification, number of orders that are verified, doses dispensed, uh, number of patient profile reviews that are marked as completed, and patient visits that are scheduled either with an individual pharmacist or within a clinic. All of that information should be readily available within the electronic health records and shouldn't necessarily require any additional documentation from the pharmacists. Kind of one of the other standard expectations we have for pharmacists is reporting medication safety errors or adverse drug events. So if your organization has some um, medication safety software where you can query that and pull those reports. That's probably think stuff that has already been incorporated into your pharmacist workflow and just pulling that information forward and looking at that as another productivity measure or countermeasure could also be of importance. The second category I think of is um, additional direct patient care activities that may require more time investment in terms of documentation from a pharmacist in order to measure it as a Um, piece of the productivity model. So our pharmacists are probably going to be involved with different dosing services within the institution and um, you, you may have to vary your documentation in order to make that information able to be queried in the future to show up on reports. Um, Some of that information, like notes that go to the chart to reflect dosing changes, maybe things that your pharmacists are already completing, but there may also be some internal documentation of interventions for your pharmacy team that may be an additional step. Additionally, if we're, you know, performing a medication reconciliation, there may be additional steps in documenting um, that that occurred and that can add to the, the overall workflow. And so, um, you know, establishing for your pharmacist what the expectations with these measures are and the importance of being able to measure and quantify these elements will be very important when implementing a model. Then the last element really falls outside of some of those electronic reporting um, reporting strategies. And that would be some of the additional work that our pharmacy team members do. So engaging with different institutional committees, and projects associated with those committees, um, being involved in reviewing policies or order sets, and being engaged in the formulary process and putting together new drug monographs or medication use evaluations. Those are all things that can be difficult to capture in terms of the time commitment unless you've got some type of project tracker system in place. And so if those are things that need to be measured and reported out on as part of your productivity measure, uh, productivity model, you need to make sure to um, develop a process with your team members to be able to quantify and capture all of that work.
0: So in utilizing the data you mentioned, what are some tips for getting support in measuring clinical pharmacist productivity?
1: That's a great question. And I think probably the, the most important aspect to um, getting support and measuring the clinical pharmacist productivity is creating a shared vision and recognizing that really the goal with this productivity benchmarking is to help identify and implement best practices. So if we've got one pharmacy team who is highly productive And another pharmacy team within the same department um, using the same workload measures who's not as productive, we can identify that via the internal benchmarking of productivity and then look to see what are some of the best practices that the highly productive team is implementing. What are things that may be translatable into this team that's struggling a little bit so that we can overall increase productivity with all of our teams and um, make a, a larger impact on our patient care. The other component with that in in terms of trying to gain support for measuring these metrics is to make sure that you're engaging with other organizational priorities. Obviously things like regulatory and compliance concerns are an easy way for us to integrate and potentially get resources or support from other teams such as the informatics teams to generate the data that may be necessary in tracking some of these measures. But if your organization also places a high emphasis on external quality scores and the overall population health, you may be able to tie into some of those specific initiatives and get support as part of any other initiatives that are going on within the organization to be able to track the things that you want to from a productivity perspective.
0: So we've pulled all of the data and we've analyzed it. Uh, My last question for you is how should productivity measures be reported?
1: I think this is you know one of the vital elements with having a productivity model is the reporting strategy and there are a couple of things that you want to make sure are completed as part of this the first is to establish what's going to be your audience for engagement in this process is this going to be reported out to senior leadership is it going to be discussed amongst the pharmacy departmental leaders Is it information that's going to be be discussed at recurring pharmacy staff meetings? So establishing that audience is key, but the other component to reporting is also upfront establishing what is going to be your frequency of reporting so that everybody has an expectation on when they'll see this data and when they will see updated data. So if you make a change, in a process because you've tried to implement a new best practice, when are we going to look at that productivity data again to determine if that change was successful or if that did not really um, come to fruition in terms of impacting the productivity that we thought it would? So again, keeping in mind, you know, what's your audience? Is this going to be a quarterly discussion with senior leadership? Is this going to be part of pharmacy departmental leader monthly huddles, or are you gonna incorporate it into monthly or quarterly pharmacy staff meetings? How frequently is that data going to come out and be available? That also helps to guide whoever's helping with the analysis of the data, to be able to predict when this might need to be available. And it can also be useful in setting up the reports and making sure that they run on appropriate timeframes to decrease some of the data manipulation that may need to happen on the back end.
0: That's all the time we have today. I want to thank Calvin for joining us to discuss measuring clinical pharmacist productivity. Join us here at the Pharmacy Leadership Podcast, where we talk with ASHP members about leadership topics within pharmacy practice. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript.